Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Episode 381, The Six-Week Roth IRA Challenge. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast, where you'll learn to save money, save money embrace simplicity, embrace and live a richer life. life. Here are your hosts, Jen and Jill. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast. My name is Jen. My name is Jill. And I love (laughs) an investing episode. We don't do them a lot. No. um, Because. Because of me. No, it's (laughs) because because there's so much to be said on the topic of how to spend money and how to save money. But coming from a background as, you know a financial writer and investing was like what I wrote about specifically retirement. I don't, I do not talk about the stock market. I'm not a broker. I'm not wall street. I just love helping people understand and save for their future selves. Mm -hmm. And that is a big reason why we pursue saving money and spending less is so that we can live full lives now and full lives in the future. Mm-hmm. And that comes through investing. And so we are doing a special six-week challenge um, for all all my, my Roth IRA girlies. Yeah. Do you want to say why it's a six-week challenge? <laughs> um, okay. So The tax deadline for you to invest in a Roth IRA for the previous tax year is tax day. So this year, it's April 15th, 2024. That is your deadline to open and make any contributions to a 2023 Roth IRA. And so we're, again, we're not, we're not financial advisors. We have no credentials in that. We are not going to be telling you if a Roth IRA is the best choice for you. That's, stuff you're going to have. That's the research you're going to have to do on your own and decide. But for a lot of people, 
Rothberries are a really, really good option, probably for 90% of you. So that's why we're going hard into this. So we want to challenge you. This six-week challenge is open and or contribute as much as possible as you can to your 2023 Roth IRA because you do not get this year back. If you, like I was telling Jill, cause she's asking me like, why are we doing this? <laughs> and I'm like, you, cause you don't get 2023 back. There are so few grace periods in life, right? And this is a grace period. 2023 is over, but you still have the opportunity to invest in your 2023 Roth IRA until April 15th. Even if you've already done your taxes, you can still contribute to this. And even if you make more money in the future and you're maxing out your Roth IRAs and you're like, I want to contribute more to my Roth IRA, you can't. You can't. But you can right now if you haven't maxed out your 2023 Roth IRA. So that's, we're getting in under the deadline, going hard over the next six weeks. You t- you technically have eight weeks, but if you're listening to this episode within two weeks. Jen also particularly is really jazzed about this episode because the whole thing is a vulnerability round for me. No, no, no. But truly, I think stay tuned because before we hit record, there were some questions that I had that I'm like, I think that this is worth talking about. But before we hit record, I want to be able to talk about it in a little bit more safety. And I'm glad we did. And I'm glad that we did. So there's some things that I am am learning and it's valuable to share that that will come out throughout Mm -hmm. the episode. So yeah, you're getting you're getting both the expert and the lived experience of not right. great experiences. And we'll, again, disclose off the top, this is not investment advice. Um, I, I sometimes feel silly even still referring to my past as the fi- as a financial writer because I haven't written for other people uh, <laughs> in over two years at this point. So I really focus on frugality, saving money, conscious consumerism, all that. That's where all my energy goes into. So... I don't, I no longer consider myself an investing expert, but I'm definitely investing a passionate for you. And you can invest and save for retirement, even if you're not an investing expert. Uh, and so that's why we're excited for this episode. But first, this episode is brought to you by No Fear. Sometimes people don't invest because they're afraid as soon as they tie that money up for 30 plus years, they're going to need it. Well, No Fear here because we use Roth IRAs. You can withdraw your contributions to a Roth IRA at any time for any reason. So if that was you and you're like, I don't think I'm going to do this, no fear. No fear here. And even after you've had the account for five years, you can withdraw some growth for for certain reasons. Uh, So if you have more saving fears that you want debunked, then get the friend letter. We're focusing on investing over the next six weeks, not heavily, but just lightly. Uh, and we're still going to be bringing you the freebies, the saving hacks, all that, frugalfriendspodcast.com. But we are going to include a little extra investing content. Yes. And we've got more people on our team helping us to write the friend letter, which is super fun to engage more voices, more perspectives. So even more reason to get it because it's not just the Jen and Jill echo chamber. (laughs) That is the friend letter now. Yes, we are. We're very excited. So in the friend letter, we asked you guys because we wanted to know where you are at 
you know, where you're investing at for retirement. And most of you, 65% of you are only using your employer plan, your 401k, 403b, 457, stuff like that. Only like, you know, is 13, 13 people um, out of all of the people we surveyed. This survey was a while ago. Um, we're using a Roth IRA. Um, and some of some people weren't currently saving for retirement. So we definitely are encouraged that a lot of you, most of you are saving for retirement. Most of you are not using a Roth IRA. Well, it, we did see some people are like, they're primarily using employer plan and supplementing with a Roth IRA. So that's great. We love that too. Um, so we've had a lot of investing episodes over our almost 400, even though we don't do them a lot. Um, We've got episode 205, how to save for retirement. And then a really good one, if you don't fully understand Roth IRAs and you want to know if it's good, it's a good choice for you. Episode 158, Roth IRAs Explained with Barbara Ginty. That's a really good one to check out if you're unsure if a Roth IRA is right for you. Today, we are going to go through a little bit of like the Roth IRA versus 401k and some of the reasons that if a a Roth IRA is good for you and you just have been putting it off, uh, why it makes sense to prioritize that right now. So this first article comes from Time and it's titled Roth IRA versus 401k. What's the difference? So for those of you who are still needing that foundational level of information on what are these different types of retirement accounts? How do I use them? Really, with both a Roth IRA and a 401k, they are accounts for which the government offers special provisions in an effort to encourage people to be able to build a nest egg. But there are some differences between the two. For many of us, both are going to make sense to have, but to understand when is one over the other right for me? Are they both right for me? all of that. So a Roth IRA is going to make sense for someone who doesn't mind paying taxes now in order to avoid paying them on withdrawals later. Uh, Whereas with a 401k, it makes sense for those who are looking for the tax deduction today and are prepared to pay taxes on the distributions later on in the future. Again, both often makes sense for mm-hmm. people. And we'll go through some of the, There, not everyone can invest in a Roth IRA. We'll go through some of those, but those are some of the differences. It's really kind of what are the tax advantages of both. So a Roth IRA, you are contributing on money that you've already paid taxes on. You will not then pay penalties upon withdrawal, whereas the 401k, you will pay taxes on the withdrawals later in the future. Yeah. And so the reason we're focusing on the Roth IRA right now is because you can still make contributions to your 2023. Uh, If you've already maxed out your 2023 and you want to, you know, do a challenge to get a jump on 2024, great for you. Good for you. Um, And then also it is self-directed. You control your Roth IRA whereas your employer controls your 401k. So it's sometimes it's some employers make it really easy to get in there and switch things up, but other times it's not so easy. With the Roth IRA, it's all you all the time, very easy to go in there every day, switch things up at your leisure. Um, and so that makes it really good for a challenge when you can keep an eye on it 
and really have that control and actually be able to do something that your later self will really thank you for. So as far as the differences, we went through some of the, the, the similarities are that they're both retirement accounts. Differences have to do with levels of contribution. So with a 401k in 2023, the contribution limit, the amount of money you can put to invest into it is $22,500. Whereas with a Roth IRA in 2023, it was $6,500. So definitely quite a range there a significant amount more you can be putting into the 401k versus the Roth IRA. And those numbers are going, are they going up for 2024? Yes. Yeah, we will talk about that a little later. We'll we're focusing on the 2023 numbers for the Mm -hmm. challenge. But yeah, they went up in 2024. So you you won't want to use those as your benchmark um, for the 2023 Roth. Mm -hmm. Now, there are also limitations for a Roth IRA. It is not going to be an option for all people. So if you file taxes as a single person and your modified adjusted gross income, MAGI for short, I love that acronym, (laughs) must be under $153,000 for the tax year 2023, 2024, it is going up to contribute to a Roth IRA. If you're married filing jointly and your modified adjusted gross income is, it must be under $228,000 for tax year 2023. So again, for a lot of listeners, we are able to invest in a Roth IRA. But if you are a higher income earner, this is not going to be an option for you if you're either, um, if you're a single person and you make, you know, above that amount or you're married filing jointly making above that amount. Yes. So we are focusing on the Roth IRA because the, and I mentioned this a little at first, um, because you don't get this year back, right? But also because there are some withdrawal rules that are a little bit more flexible for the Roth IRA. So I mentioned that five-year gap, right? So when you are opening a Roth IRA, even if you're not... So again, 401k versus Roth IRA, we're not going to go in depth on, on how to choose. But for most people it is a good thing to have a balance of pre and post tax. Yeah. So, and you can find that in actually both an IRA and a 401k. A lot of employers are starting to offer a Roth 401k option. So you can you can get these same tax benefits in a 401k. Maybe you're already doing that. That might be something to check. And then also consider your tax liability. Usually if you're a higher income earner, exceed these income limits, then it's not going to be any sweat off your back to not qualify for a Roth IRA. But for most of us, we love we love the, the Roth IRA because of its full control. Um, and sometimes, unfortunately, <laughs> employers don't offer the best options in their 401k. So while it's still better than using a taxable brokerage, even if the options in your 401k might be like high fee, actively managed, that sort of thing. You still you still make out better uh, with a 401k. It is good if you check to see if your 401k is high fee, then 
to balance it with a Roth IRA might make sense for you. Um, so that's all we'll say kind of on the 401k versus Roth IRA debate. Um, you can find out a lot more in depth uh, on the Roth IRA episode we do with Barbara Ginty. She's a certified financial planner. So um, she she is super knowledgeable, um, not just a, you know, a schmuck with a podcast. <laughs> so um, yeah, definitely look for somebody's expertise on this that has a CFP designation. Um, either whether you're paying somebody for their advice, um, paying them a fee either hourly or, you know, on a monthly basis, preferably hourly, or um, you're maybe looking for your social media content on this from somebody with a CFP designation. They have a lot more restrictions on what they can share openly, like what they're not being paid for. But you're going to be sure you're getting more accurate information, not just some influencer with who went viral on social media or just, you know, some well-intentioned podcasters. That That's what we'll say <laughs> about that. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque. 
tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So our next article comes from NerdWallet. They have a lot of great articles um, on investing, and it's Roth IRA withdrawal rules. So the the last article went into a little bit of withdrawal rules, um, but we want to touch a little bit more on the uh, the five-year rule, all the reasons that it makes sense, again, to have a balance in these accounts, your 401k and an IRA, and why it makes sense um, to maybe think a little more highly about your Roth area. Don't just set her off to the side and think of her as an addition or a supplement. This one's a helpful one for me. It, we even talked before we hit record of, okay, why are we focusing so much on withdrawals in the second part of the episode? And Jen was really helpful in laying the foundation for me. So I'll turn around and do it for you in that if there is hesitancy in investing in something like a Roth IRA to recognize that withdrawals on a Roth IRA are more flexible than they are on a 401k. And and so while we are going to advise, well, encourage (laughs) in an entertaining way that this is something we use for retirement at the same time, knowing that you can still withdraw for certain reasons pre-retirement. If something changes drastically in the economy or in your own life, you can take back out what you have invested into the account. And so I think for a lot of us that can give a bit of peace of mind in beginning to invest for retirement, knowing that there is a degree of accessibility to this. It's not entirely untouchable if needed for various reasons and if we meet some of these qualifications for withdrawal. Mm -hmm. So There are a couple ways that you can withdraw investment earnings um, before your 59 and a half. Um, So, so yes, uh, contributions you make to your Roth IRA can be taken out at any time without penalty, no matter if you are currently investing, no matter how long you've had the account open. So it is a really, if you are really, nervous about tying your money up in a 401k and maybe that's your hesitation for investing for retirement, the Roth IRA does really take away that fear. And I mentioned even some of the growth investment earnings can be taken out um, as well, Uh, but there are some restrictions on that. So uh, if you withdraw investment earnings before 59 and a half, um, there are there's a 10% early withdrawal penalty. Um, These are very uh, similar to the 401k. Um, There is a five-year holding period 
So you have to wait five years before you do any of these. Um, and then if you withdraw earnings for reasons other than the sp specified exceptions. So after five years, you can withdraw earnings, earnings and contribution um, for a first-time home purchase, college costs, and a few other reasons. But the big one I see a lot of people use is for a first-time home purchase. Obviously, that's not ideal. We want to invest in a Roth IRA for retirement, not for college or for homes. But again, if, if you have a Roth IRA and the down payment or something is keeping you from being able to buy your first home, I know that's a, a big barrier for a lot of people, then your Roth IRA can come to the rescue, but only if you've had it open for five years. And so that's another reason. You don't even have to be actively investing in it. You have to just have the account open for five years and have made like have some money in it. So that is another reason we're doing this challenge is so that if you've been putting off opening a Roth IRA, that you just open it, put something in it and start that five-year clock. Yeah. So the different qualifications for considering withdrawal is that 59 and a half number is the sweet spot for some reason. And most likely that's going to end up creeping up higher than that by the time we, we get there. We don't expect but it. the these are some of the distinctions to be aware of is your age your personal age and the age of your account. So they've got these different ones. If you're younger than 59 and a half and your account is at least five years old or it's not five years old, those are the things that Jen just went through. Then you've got your qualifications of if you're 59 and a half, you have reached that status and your account is still less than five years old. Let's say you didn't open your Roth IRA until a little bit later in life, then then you'll owe income tax, but there won't be any penalty on the earnings that you withdraw. Whereas if you have reached that age of 59 and a half or older and your account is at least five years old, then go on, go ahead. You can withdraw both earnings and contributions with no tax or penalty. That's where we all want to see ourselves at 59 and a half with an account that's more than five years old, then you're golden. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it is the the restrictions are are a little confusing um so if you want to do um so if you're younger than 59 and a half and once you've hit that five that important five year window then you avoid both taxes and penalties on earning when you're withdrawing that up to 10,000 to buy your uh, first home when your withdrawal is due to disability. So that's something none of us can see coming. That's another thing that this can help with. Um, and you'll avoid both taxes and penalties if the withdrawal is made to a beneficiary or your estate after your death. So again, just another reason to get that five-year time clock you know, going because uh, there's a lot of reasons. Granted, the taxes may not be a big deal to you. Um, but if they are, then that's a reason to get that five-year clock start. Now, I know we're not to the vulnerability round yet, but I will choose to start talking about this now. 
one of the things that I have faced. So I I have a Roth IRA. I o- I opened it four years ago and began investing in it three years ago, which is something that I have shared on the podcast before, which is a common mistake. So that's something to check if you're like, yeah, I do have a Roth IRA, but I don't really know what's happening with it. You have to open it and then pick your investments and and pick what you're invested in. That's something we cannot tell you. That is research you're going to have to do on your own. And talk, I mean, talk with trusted people, sure, uh, but figure out where you want to then invest your Roth IRA money. Now, for me, this is real talk. Something I shared with Jen before we hit record was, I really want to be able to encourage people to do this six-week Roth IRA challenge and invest as much as possible for the 2023 year. But I recently looked at my Roth IRA, and I have only made a little bit of money above and beyond what I have put in. So the money I've put in has not grown much. And so it feels a little bit deflating to me of, I want to be able to say, oh, I'm putting X amount of more money in this year. But at the same time, that doesn't feel really great or comfortable for me because I am not seeing much growth. Now, in the back of my mind, I also know time in the market's better than timing the market. (laughs) I do listen to you, Jen, and that there are dips and ebbs and flows and that this is going to happen. And don't be checking it month to month. And I haven't been. like Here I am checking it three years later only to find out my money's not growing that much. And yet my high yield savings account is, I'm not saying I'm just going to invest for retirement in a high yield savings account, nor am I recommending that. But like, it is a thought for me when then Jen and I looked at it and yeah, I have only made 4.9% on my Roth IRA investments and I'm making 5.05 on my high yield savings account. That doesn't feel great. And I got to imagine that depending on where some listeners are, where, where you've started, if you began in 2021, 2022 with an investment, you probably did see some dips and that doesn't feel great. So it's kind of difficult to get over some of that hump. And I think for me, I'm a natural skeptic. I think a lot of us millennials are to be able to talk through through, all right, help me understand why this is still a good idea for me because I've been doing it for years. I'm not seeing what I'd want to be seeing. Now, you helped me to find maybe some better investments that aren't going to be uh, maybe a little, not going to be as the lower risk. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, but yeah, so t- tell the people what you told me out loud, Jen. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, um, this is, this is all like, the advice that I will give is all safe to save because it's not financial advice. But so what we the biggest criticism of a target date fund, if you're going to meet a critic of one, is that they become too conservative too fast or that they just are too conservative. Um, and what that means is that the ratio of stocks to bonds more mostly um leans too heavily into bonds too quickly. And so you should check your, if you're in a target date fund, you should check your target date fund three-year performance against an S&P 500 or a total stock market and a bond kind of portfolio um, or have somebody do that for you. That's where a certified financial planner can come in helpful. Um, so so that is what I would recommend 
for someone to do is compare that. And if you're happy with the growth, um, then you're fine. And if you're not happy, then you can readjust. Mm -hmm. One of the biggest barriers to people readjusting their portfolio is maybe not having enough money in it. Um, So one of the biggest criticisms of index funds is that many of the minimums to get in are too high. Um, And so over the years, fire people, financial independents retire early like geeks um, have been very much into Vanguard and their index funds. And a lot of the the higher rate, um, the good ones have... (laughs) a $3,000 minimum to get into. The target faith, target date funds only have $1,000. So one of the criticisms like I am currently having for index funds is just the barrier to entry that they right. offer. Um, and so lately I have been preferring for in just in general have been preferring fidelity and I'm, we're not paid by any brokerage or, you know, have any ties to any of them, but have been preferring Fidelity because A, they have the the zero expense ratio funds um, and you can get into those funds for like, I think like $10 is a minimum. Nice. Much more accessible. And then also you can get ETFs. You can get these at Vanguard too, but ETFs can get you the same quality, same low expense ratio of these really quality index funds for a, a dollar, a minimum investment of a dollar. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of where like I'm also leaning in now. Something that is in like my area of learning um, and interest and could be of interest to you out there. Um, Potentially, if these have been barriers in the past to you, these can be alternatives that you might want to research and see if they can be the solution to these barriers. Because not not a lot of people talk about ETFs unless you're like in, you know, bro finance talk or not even, gosh. But ETFs are, have always been this like very on par with index funds, right? So it's ETFs or index funds is something we always kind of say in articles. But for some reason, and we have polled you guys, most people are using index funds in their investing. And that, and I think probably a big reason of that now seeing the 401k that most people are are Mm -hmm. mostly using their 401k for retirement is usually don't see ETFs in a 401k. So that's why there's a lot, I feel like there's a lot more education on Mm -hmm. index funds, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's what we just jumped to. It's what's the information that's readily available. But we all know ETFs are out there too. Um, And they have the same exact, you can get an S&P 500 index fund. You can also get an S&P 500 ETF. Um, They have the same funds and iShares just came out with some target date ETFs too. So now literally they are, the same. Um, but I am doing more research on ETFs because of that just lower barrier to entry. Yeah, that's awesome. I think this conversation for me, both on and off the mic, has been super helpful in you, you 
keep going, Mm -hmm. kind of the maintenance, but also tweaking along the way. I think I took it to heart too much of set it and forget it, which can be true. I'm, I'm sure I would be fine if I had never looked at it again, but it's still worth checking back in a few after a few years, are you still pleased with what's going on? Make minor, educated, informed tweaks to what's happening and and know that, yeah, you can withdraw on these things if you want to. It's not in, um, entirely this, this high-risk type of retirement investing situation. So, And also with the six-week Roth IRA challenge that you can put Money. So right now I have automatic withdrawals coming out of my bank account to go towards my my Roth IRA. And so if you want to put more money towards 2023 to be able to max it out, again, you have until April 15th to be able to do that. You can go in and manually say, put this towards 2023 or put it towards 2024. If you don't and you just have the automatic withdrawals, it's going to go towards the year that you are investing it, but you can make that designation. So that's one of the things that we are advocating for is put it towards 2023, Mm -hmm. make it count for last year, be kind to yourself. Um, and after having this talk with you, Jen, I'm back on the wagon. I was ready to pull it all out. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it when you were describing me, it was like super disheartening and being like, oh my gosh, yeah, I can see. And, and you're, what you're saying, it's like, yeah, that's not right. That's not what the market's been doing. And so it just took putting the fun that you had next to the total stock market fund to see like, yeah, what you're seeing is is right, but it's not great. Mm -hmm. So let's, um, you know, let's reallocate. Mm -hmm. Um, And And you can do that when you're starting earlier. Mm -hmm. Right. The earlier, the better. And And this is another great thing about the challenge. So we're not just challenging you to invest. And it's a perfect time to getting off of the no spend January, where are you going to put that money? But it's also the time to look into your investments see what that we want to look at the three-year history because 2022 was horrible 2022 (laughs) was a real bad year for the market Mm -hmm. um 2023 was better so we want to look at like a three three three-year time horizon i think is is going to give them a more accurate picture and uh see am i happy with my performance and are my expectations a little devoid from reality um is this what you know other funds are doing is is what i want even a possibility um do i want to switch i can do that now you can exchange um, when we are investing extra we're buying but if you want to exchange you can do that and just kind of reallocate yeah and, and so you feel good about your investments. Do you know where I'm never disappointed and let down and I always feel good about this investment we made? Well, we check back in on it several times a week. Oh, yeah, we do. The bill of the week. That's right. It's time for the best minute of your entire week. Maybe a baby was born and his name is William. Maybe you paid off your mortgage. Maybe your car died and you're happy to not have to pay that bill anymore. Duck bills, Buffalo bills, Bill Clinton, 
This is the Bill of the Week. Hi, I'm Serena from Oklahoma via Minnesota. Can hear the accent probably a little bit. Anyways, I just listened to your Negotiating Bills episode and it inspired me because I am a naturally shy person. I don't like doing stuff like that, but I was inspired. So I went to the thrift store, I was buying a couple other things, and there was this teacup I had wanted for weeks that has a chip on it. And so I didn't really want to pay for it when it has a chip on it. So I brought it up and I was thinking, okay, maybe I will, if I can get it for a dollar, then I'll be happy. And so I said, hey, this has a chip on it. And she just interrupted me right there and was like, you can just have it. And I was like, oh, thank you. So it worked out super great. I got the teacup for free, which is not what I was expecting. And I was very happy with the result of my foray into negotiating. So thanks. Oh my gosh, yes. You don't know if you don't ask. It sounds like the most adorable little teacup, reminiscent of Beauty and the Beast with the little chip on it that you got for free. And I love that you're describing this as your practice, your foray into negotiation, because it is these types of circumstances that can then help us to negotiate when the stakes are a little bit higher, when it comes to our insurance bills or phone bills, internet bills, where there's maybe even a little bit more money to be shaved off. Mm -hmm. But well done doing it in person because that's usually the place that we all have the most issue is trying to negotiate Mm -hmm. face-to-face can feel a little bit more daunting than over the phone. So if you can do that, Serena, you are well on your way to some negotiation power in the future. And, And well done knowing that you deserve you deserve to negotiate. Sometimes I think that's a big barrier that we think, oh, I don't, I don't deserve a a discount on this. Like, what have I done to earn this discount? And no, you have money. You are a customer and they need you. (laughs) They need (laughs) you to give their stuff for free. (laughs) They need to offload. I mean, mean, really, the thrift store needs to offload. Real good, Serena. But, (laughs) but remember, the person, the people that you are giving your money to, they need you. So true. You have the power. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. If you're feeling inspired and you have a bill that you want to submit to us, if it has to do with entering into the world of negotiation, if it has to do with believing in the power that you have as a consumer or client, or if your name is Bill, we have yet to have a person named Bill themselves call us. I I think I would, I don't know what I'm going to do. It, I would when probably that record your face. I think that's sure. going to need to happen. If we're not already recording it. <laughs> Frugalfriendspodcast.com slash bill. We're we're ready for you. Hey girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of the girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave. And then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. 
Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes about six million approximately 11 million dollars nearly 10 million dollars was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry she would probably have sex with one of her clients hide your money in your old rich men because <laughs> she is on the prowl listen to queen of the con season five the athlete whisperer on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and now it's time for the lightning round. So we've been, you know, vulnerable already. We'll continue to be vulnerable because I think that you're not missing any content or information on Roth IRAs. The The world, the Internet's not devoid of that. Mm. It's real life experiences. It's real feelings about investing. It's real life situations and how to navigate them. That is what is missing in conversations about investing. And also, let's just tack another thing onto the challenge. Talk about it. Talk about investing with people Mm -hmm. over the next six weeks. You don't have to sound like a genius or certified financial planner. Just try it out. Mm -hmm. Talk about ask your friends like, do you have a Roth IRA? Do you have like what's in your 401k? Do you know? Let's take this challenge, take this opportunity to have more normal conversations about investing Mm -hmm. because so many investing conversations about are like about Bitcoin. (laughs) 
you know, and and we would love to normalize yeah. conversations about Roth IRAs. Yeah, I mean, it's uncomfortable, but I got to say, after our conversation, I'm feeling more comfortable and confident, and that's a really good outcome. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So our, our official question for the lightning round is, how much are you going to contribute to your Roth IRA over the next six weeks? How are you going to do this challenge, Hey-o. Jill? So because of the January no spend challenge, I did have a little bit of extra money. (gasps) And so I am going to commit to putting an extra $1,000 into my Roth IRA for the year 2023. Mm, Yes. I love that. I wasn't, I can't say that I was going to say that and it be true an hour ago. But now that you and I have talked about it, this is now going to be true. (laughs) I'm glad that we did talk about it because you wrote it down. I did. I wrote it down like, well, this is probably the thing to say, but I'm not loving what I'm seeing in my Roth IRA right now. Yeah. I'm really glad that we talked about it. Yeah. I hope if you're listening, that you'll talk about it with your friends Mm -hmm. because they may be thinking, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is what I'm going to say I'm going to do. But in private, I'm actually, (laughs) I don't feel like I'm going to do it. (laughs) That's so, uh, it's like so honest. (laughs) So I'm glad. I'm glad we got that sorted. What about you, Jen? Um, So me, I, so we have maxed out our Roth IRA every year from 2017 to 2022. And in last year, we were on track and then Travis got a new job and took a pay cut and the Roth IRA was what got cut from the budget. Yeah. And we had already done it halfway, so it was um was it 6500 each? 6 it was a number. Mm-hmm. I just had it auto invested. And it was about like 650 a month. And I went through the first half of the year. So we like half maxed for 2023. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have the renovation that should be hopefully wrapping up by the summer. Um, so we're going to decide in March once we've spent, by March we will have spent 90% mm-hmm. of the renovation costs. Yeah, And we'll see how much we'll have left over. We'll also get another advance for our book, which which I'm going to factor in, but that won't come till the summer. So we're not going to decide till March. I would love to put another 3K in. I think we can do that. It's so hard to budget around a renovation because yeah. costs never go down. They always go up. <laughs> so it just depends on what the final numbers are. Yeah. Um, we're also having to like, because we're in a construction zone, our tenant on the other side of our unit of our house is mad every day. And so we're going to, we're deeply discounting his rent. So that's another and that's like, life. Cost, yeah. Right? That, like these are the things that you make your best plans mm-hmm. and then you work and flex around it mm-hmm. because these things happen. Yeah. Timelines so, don't work the way you want them to. Right. So I am definitely going to make some additional contributions um, in March, I will have to get back with you on what those are. Okay. I would. My goal is to do three thousand. Okay, that's my goal. Yeah. So fifteen hundred in each. Cool. And I hope everyone out there knows that if you're married filing jointly, whether <laughs> one spouse has a job or not, 
um, whether you're both employed or just one is, both can have Mm -hmm. a Roth IRA. Mm -hmm. So typically one of the stipulations to having a Roth IRA is you have to have earned income. Uh, But if you are married filing jointly and you are a stay-at-home spouse, you are still entitled to a Roth IRA because you're connected to that. You're your the the government views your work as valid, valuable 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 huh. and valid valuable oh, enough wow. that you can have a Roth IRA but not so much that they're really going to help you with your <laughs> anything else or child care or maternity leave none of that but <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah. there you go yeah, there you go but I wanted to leave with like one more thing maybe something so compound interest to me is so inspiring it's so confusing it's mathing it's i can't comprehend it and maybe you can't either but one of the general rules of compound interest is that theoretically your money doubles every 10 years so if you just put a dollar you bought a dollar with an etf in your roth ira and didn't do anything in 10 years that would be two dollars Woo! Right? Woo! <laughs> so if you look at whatever you have in your Roth IRA today and you did nothing else to it, that number would be double in 10 years. Theoretically, not a hard and fast rule. It's a rule of thumb. And I did check it on a calculator. It's a little off because I think it accounts for compounding monthly when most accounts compound quarterly, but it's close enough. Mm-hmm. So imagine that you have if you want to be a millionaire in 30 years and you don't want to invest anything over 30 years, then you just have to get up to $125,000 in your Roth IRA. So obviously that's going to take you some time. Yeah. But once you get to $125,000 in your Roth IRA or across you and your partner's Roth IRA, um, multiple Roth IRAs, <laughs> um, then in 10 years, that'll double. It'll be 250000 In 10 years, that will double and it'll be half a million. And then in years 20 to 30, it will double and become a million. Wow. So instead of thinking about like, oh, a million dollars is a lot, I it, it feels like I can't attain it. Like I'm not a millionaire. That's not who I am. I'm just a you know middle-class Work, I'm going to be working till I die sort of person. <laughs> I did make that statement before we hopped on this episode. Maybe, like, don't worry about me, Jen. I'll just work till I die. Maybe you feel like that. I do. And don't put your goal as the million mark. Let compound interest do that for you. Let the math that maths and, and you can't comprehend, let that math do that math for you. You focus on that first $125,000. You focus on that because even as you're investing it, compound interest will even help you get there. Yeah. Right. You're not going to have to, you know, do all that on your own. Focus on that first 125 or even that first hundred if you want an even round number. Focus on that and getting there and your money will work hard for you and it will get you the rest of the way. So research it talk about it, decide what your goal is going to be. You have till April 15th, 2023. Four. 
2024. Thank you <laughs> to invest for 2023. Live? What year are we in? <laughs> and you can be kind to yourself now and your future self later. Thanks for listening, everybody. Many of you already know we have a newsletter called The Friend Letter, but if you don't already get it, you should. Frugalfriendspodcast.com. We send you an email three times a week with freebies you can take advantage of that week, savings tips, life hacks to help you save money, spend better. We want to give a shout out to a particular friend who sent us this sweet email from Sage Nose Co. Thank you, listener. I was not I was not going that direction in pronunciation. So thanks. And they said, thank you for the amazing free download. I have never been able to complete a full month of a no spend no spend challenge. I feel very encouraged and I'm excited to be doing this with y'all. Thank you for all that you do. So in January, we walked everyone through and ourselves through. Both Jen and I also did this and no spend January. And when we do challenges like that, we will also also often give away our own freebies. So we gave out a 30-day no-spend challenge workbook, and that's what they're talking about. But what we also do is we give a budget toolkit at the end of every month for the upcoming month. The last Friday of every month is a budget toolkit. So if you're getting the friend letter, you're automatically going to get that. What's going to be on sale that month? What are some of the things that you need to be putting into your spending plan? It's just a really great thing mm-hmm. to have in your inbox. So frugalfriendspodcast.com. Yes, people love the budget toolkit. And Sage has kept, she kept us updated. This was at the beginning of the challenge. Kept us updated on her uh, progress. And Sage, just good job. You did phenomenally. If you're wondering if you like reply to our emails or our direct messages on Instagram, like we're there. That's us. So it's mostly me, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm there. Some, yeah. And then Jen will send the messages on to me and then I'll draft a response <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> I'm scatterbrained. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Get more from us for girlfriendspodcast.com. And, you know, have a good six week challenge. Happy investing. Frugal Friends is produced by Eric Siriani. What are you hoping to do in retirement, Jen? What's this $1 million compound interest result going to get you when you are beyond 59 and a half? Probably a knee replacement. (laughs) Double knee replacement, I think. That's what I'm looking at. A real, real good one. Are your knees hurting already? They always do. Um, Not always, but I do have, I think from ice skating, um, I just have bad knees. So running does not hurt them more. I, it's just, you know, usually like going to the bathroom or something. <laughs> you, you need know? a higher toilet. I do. I need one of those toilets that they see the memes out of. Like <laughs> it just raises and goes down like one of those toppers, toilet topper. I need one of those. Wow. So much to look forward to. I'll probably get that in retirement too. Wow. Yeah. There'll probably be all sorts of new things for us in 30 years from now that I absolutely won't know how to use because I don't know how to use things now. Yeah. I don't know. What are you going to do in retirement? I don't know if I want to know. I'm 
I'm probably still gonna be working. <laughs> what are you doing? That's what my mother-in-law's doing. She retired a few years ago. You went to her retirement party. She works harder now than she ever has in her life. I just learned something about my great grandmother, my grandmother's mother. My mom told me that she worked in a pickle factory until she was like 92 years old. She just and, put the cucumbers in the jar? Yeah. What did she do? Something like that. Yeah, I think she sliced pickles. She just, she worked in the pickle factory. And that's my lineage. That's my heritage that I come from. And that feels right. I will probably be working with fermented food of some sort. I'm already in my sourdough era. So just multiply that recognize where I came from. I got a Polish great-grandmother who worked in the pickle factory until the day she died. Uh, so there you have it. Here's the Goals. problem with that. Here's the problem with that. The more you ferment, the more you will preserve your own self and the longer you will live. That's probably it. And you will need more money to live that long. You'll live into your hundreds because you're preserved so well. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I'm how, so how are pickled. you going to pay for it? <laughs> yeah, by pickling more things. <laughs> <laughs> just can't stop with the fermentation. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz, this time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts.